New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. Today, we have with us church planner, pastor of Grace City Community in Boston, Brian Owen. Hey, great to be with you today. As Robert just said, my name is Brian Owen. I'm the lead pastor of Grace City Church here in Boston. And so many of you I, I know, uh, some of you I may not know, um, I used to actually used to be on staff there at New Vision. Uh, I was there for about 10 years. I uh, was doing college ministry and my wife and I, Katie, uh, just really love um, your church. And so just on the front end, just want to say how grateful we are for New Vision and just your love and support of our church. We, we are actually have been sent out from New Vision and so we, along with other people that, that were there at New Vision uh, in January of 2018, moved here to the city uh, to plant a church. And so we, there's a church, uh, a new church in Boston uh, because of you all, because of New Vision, because your faithfulness to give and the faithfulness of, um, of your pastor, Brady, and a desire to, to see the gospel be made known. And so it's a real honor to get to be with you uh, today looking through John, we're actually going to be looking at John 16, 25 through John 17, verse 19. So I'm going to read our scripture and then we'll uh, we'll talk for a bit. There's a lot here, so there's no way we're going to be able to get into all of it. But let me, let me go ahead and get started. John 16, verse 25. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. So this is, this is Jesus. On that day, you will ask in my name, and I'm not telling you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, look, now you're speaking plainly and not using figurative language. How Now we know that you know everything, and you don't need anyone to question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. So what was happening here is, uh, in a lot of John, um, Jesus is using kind of figurative language. He's trying to paint a picture. And so he'll say, I'm the good shepherd, or I'm the bread of life. Um, uh, I am the door. And, and so he's using a lot of these metaphors. I'm the light of the world. He's using a lot of these kind of figurative speech to help capture an image and a, and, a, and a picture to the disciples, to his followers, people that are with him. But now he's saying, I'm going to begin to speak plainly to you. So verse 31, it says, Jesus responded to them, do you now believe? Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. Okay, so Jesus is, um, as you've been seeing in John, Jesus is working his way up to uh, the crucifixion. Uh, this is this is what what's happening here in the narrative and in the text. And so this is really going to be one of Jesus' last things 
that he's going to say to his disciples before he goes to the cross. He's going to pray for himself. What we're going to see is he's going to pray for himself, then he's going to pray for the disciples. So listen, if someone, if this is the last thing that someone is going to say to you, uh, this is something that you need to focus in uh, pretty closely. You're going to want to listen really, really tightly here if if you've been following along with Jesus. And so I want us to kind of focus in and see a few things he's going to say here. Okay, so starting in chapter 17, Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you since you gave him authority over all flesh so that he may give eternal life to everyone you have given him. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world existed. Now, he's, he's looking back, think about John 1, uh, in the beginning was the word, right? The logos. That that John is talking about Jesus there. And so Jesus here in chapter 17 is saying, yes, I was in the beginning. I was in the beginning before the world existed. I was there with the Father. I was there with the Spirit. And so he's saying, glorify me in your presence with that glory that I had before the world existed. Okay, verse six. So now he's going to get into a, a personal prayer for the disciples. And here's, I want to draw out three things here. I have revealed your name to the people that you gave me from the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you because I have given them the words that you gave me. They have received them and have known for certain that I've come from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but I'm praying for those you have given me because they are yours. Everything I have is yours and everything you have is mine and I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name, that you protect them by the name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you've given me. I guarded them, and not one of them is lost, except for the son of destruction. He's talking about Judas there. So that the scripture may be fulfilled. Now I'm coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have joy, so they may have my joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I'm not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them so that may, they may be sanctified by the truth. Okay, so just a couple of quick things here. Um, Jesus' first concern, his first kind of petition for his followers is what? That they would remain united. So remarkably, his, his desire for his disciples is that they would enjoy an intimacy and a, and a oneness with one another that is similar to the intimacy and oneness that he shares with the Father. We see this in verse 11, he says, I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world. I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them that you've given me. And then listen what he says, so that they may be one as we are one. And so his, his prayer is essentially saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm leaving and you guys are going to need to practice unity and you need to have a type of intimacy and unity with one another that is similar to the type of intimacy and unity that I share with the Father. 
I mean, that's as close as a as an intimacy as you can get. But he's saying it's going to be important for the mission of God to move forward, for the mission that I'm giving you. In order for that to happen, there has to be unity among my followers. There has to be a closeness and an intimacy among one another. Okay, second thing that we see um, is, so he's praying for their closeness, intimacy, united with one another. The next really concern that we see is his concern for um, their strength in the world and for their um, and for their protection. And so what, what do we know about this world, about being Christ followers in the world? That this is, this is a dangerous assignment. I mean, he, he here is praying for their disciples. All of these men um, are going to die for their faith, except for John, who is, who is exiled on the Isle of Patmos. And so he, he is saying, he's praying for them now and saying, God, protect them. Uh, give, give them strength. Guard them. He, he's recognizing that, that there's an enemy out against them. I mean, we, we can see this in verse 15. He's saying, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from who? From the evil one. And, and so we, we have to recognize that, that there's power, that, that Satan, God's enemy, has a very real power. And that there's very much Jesus is saying, hey, you're invited into a genuine battle. Uh, against uh, against Satan, against the evil one. I mean, John later says in 1 John 5, 19, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. And so he's saying to them, hey, you're in a war. You're in a battle. I think this is important for us, even, even now, to recognize that we are in the world, but we're not of the world, that, that, that there's a battle going on for our affection and for our resources and for our attention uh, and we, we have to decide, are we going to give our, our resources, attention, and affection to Jesus, or are we going to give it to, essentially give it to the things of the world? Okay, so third thing that we see is essentially, and it's closely tied to that, but it's a little bit different, is really Jesus' third concern has to do with holiness. Um, and so the dilemma is what? That we live in the world, uh, yet Jesus says what? That they're not of the world. Now, this point's not, he's not talking about their location geographically, but he's talking about their position spiritually. And we've kind of seen throughout, you see throughout this gospel that the, the word world is not a place on a map, but a spiritual dominion. It's an, an atmosphere of darkness and of unbelief. And so Jesus is very much concerned uh, about their, their holiness. This is why he says in verse 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Man, this is why we lean into scripture is because we we will be more um, holy. We'll look more like Jesus the more that we lean into the word, the more that we read the word, the more that we meditate on the word, the more that we pray the word. Um, this, this is why it's important to, to start your day with the word. I mean, this is, this is how we pursue uh, holiness. This is how we live in a world, but, but don't operate in a way that the, the world operates. And so Jesus is praying that his disciples uh, would be sanctified, that they would be made holy, um, that they would look more like him. And, and ultimately, um, Jesus is really recommitting himself to the mission assigned by the Father. This is why he says in verse 19, uh, I sanctify myself for them so that they also may be sanctified by the truth. So what Jesus is saying there is, I am fully committed to the cross and I'm going there. 
I'm, 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 I see it in front of me and, and I'm going to that place because ultimately what did the cross mean? The cross meant that the disciples along with us, along with anybody that, that trusts Christ as Savior and Lord can be in relationship with him, can receive the, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, and can live actively a part of this mission. And so God, Jesus is just recommitting himself to the mission. He's just saying, I'm, 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 I'm doing this. I'm, I've sanctified myself for them so that they may also be sanctified by the truth. And so this is a beautiful, uh, this is a beautiful prayer and, and really a, a model prayer for how we should think about how, how we should pray in a lot of ways. And so again, he's praying that they remain united. He is praying that they would have strength uh, living in the world and have strength and recognize that they're they're in a battle and that their their substance and their strength comes from God. It comes from the Word, and that He's He's praying for their holiness that they would be in the world, but not of the world. Hey, thanks so much uh, for listening. A real joy. Love that you guys are walking through the Gospel of John. It's an incredible, incredible book of the Bible. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Join us tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of John. See you guys then.